Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. My name is Louise Clark, your parenting partner, parent coach, and mindfulness coach, and the creator of the Conscious Family Organizer, a super cool calendar and parenting book all in one. Being a parent is akin to being on a roller coaster. The highs are amazing, but the lows, uh, they're not so great. The endless nagging, kids not listening, being on their devices for what seems like all the time can leave you at your wit's end, feeling impatient, frustrated, overwhelmed and exhausted with no idea what to do. I understand. I get it. I've been there. But I want you to know that there is always a way out and out of it you must get. In this podcast, I share stories, tips and advice to help you out of it to end your struggles and get yourself back to feeling more connected, joyful, enthusiastic, energized and inspired in your role as a parent. Thank you so much for listening in on the show today. I'm going to be referring to something I read in a book yesterday and it just grabbed me and I thought I would share it and speak to it. The The piece I'm going to read is from the parent's Tao, which is a new interpretation by William Martin, and it's ancient advice for modern parents. And on page 32, he talks about that the, the verse is called No Need for Threats. And this jumped at me because in the podcast recently, I talked about picky eaters and I talked about the fact that many mums ask me whether they should use. For example, should they use dessert as a bribe or a reward for eating, say, the vegetables? And I always say I am not a fan of bribes and rewards. Whether you do it is up to you, but I'm not a big fan of them. They they work in the short term. Sure, the kid might manage to swallow down his vegetables in the hope of getting the ice cream, but long term, it's not a good um, a good thing to to do. So I'm going to read read this verse to you and I'm going to break it into chunks and talk around the various points. So he he writes, you can control your children through threats and punishment and they will learn to fear. So by that he means that at the end of the day, if we punish a child, they fear the punishment. So they are only going to be respectful or good in inverted commas because they fear the punishment that will come if they're not. So what's it teaching them? It's not teaching them to to have a desire to be respectful or to do something in um, and cooperate. It's only teaching them to do it because they fear the consequences if they don't. And they, they will teach them to always be uh, coming from a place of fear, which is not a not an ideal place to, to be as a child. I know certainly I was raised in, in that model that, you know, we feared what would happen if we didn't comply. There was no room for negotiation. There was no room for our opinion, for discussion and collaboration. It was just one way and that was it. If you didn't comply, you were punished. He goes on to to write, you can control their behavior by praise and reward and they will learn to look outside themselves for approval and for worth. With that, he means that if you are always rewarding a child for behavior, they, they do something just to get the reward. 
And I, I'm going to share a story with you from years back when my eldest was in grade five, I think it was. So they were 10 and I was carpooling and I had a whole load of kids in the back of the car and they just got their report cards and they were all strung up on the A's. How many A's did you get? Oh, you only got one. I got six. I listened to the conversation. I didn't say very much. But one boy said, I'm so happy I got six A's and I get $50 for every A I get. And the kids in the car were like, wow, you're so lucky. That's amazing. That means you've got 300 bucks. And I, I said nothing. I didn't get involved in the conversation. But when we got home, I said to my son, I said, what did you think about that? And he said, the the report cards and, and this kid getting um, money for A's. And I said, yeah, what do you think about that? And he goes, well, he said it would be nice, but I don't know if it's teaching him anything because what happens when he when there isn't money to give him for the A or suddenly $50 isn't enough for the A and he'll only work to get an A if they say, well, I'll give you 100 bucks. And he got it. He understood. And, you know, you have to start upping the, the ante when, when you get yourself into that sort of situation. I mean, when the kid gets to university, what's he going to do if dad's not there with his checkbook? It's not motivating the child to do it for, the, for wanting to do his best and for perhaps wanting to improve on, on last term's mark. They're, it teaches them to just do it for the reward. And then their worth becomes wrapped up in the money, it becomes wrapped up in the whatever other rewards they've been given and not coming from within for feeling good for having done it for the sake of doing it. You can watch over their every movement, every action, every decision, making sure they do it right and they will learn to doubt themselves. And this is so true. You know, in, in as parents, we often become over-involved because we want our kids to do well. And, you know, for example, if they've done something one way, they've written an English, a paragraph for their English, and we come in and we we kind of um, look over it and make corrections, and we just go too far, it can pull the rug from underneath their feet and make them feel like what they did was was useless because someone else has come in and made it way better, which makes them feel like it wasn't good enough in the first place. So there's a very, very fine line between helping your kids and undermining them and their capability and them feeling that there's no point me trying because I'll never do it good enough if we are always going in to correct them and we're watching over everything to make sure it's done to our standards. So we have to be careful with that. Um, he goes on to say, or you can love and guide without controlling or interfering, and they will learn to trust themselves. Surely that is the utmost goal for us as parents, that our kids develop a trust in themselves, that they know they have the courage to do whatever comes their way, and that they will pick themselves up and try again if things don't go well, and that they have the resilience and the determination and the passion to put what is needed into something to get what they want out of it. That we're not going to punish them if they don't do it. We're not going to reward them if they do. We're going to let the natural consequences teach them and lead them and allow them to trust themselves. 
He finishes this off by saying, if your child fails at something, merely express your confidence in their ability to handle the consequences. So we have to let the consequences teach our children. So often we're quick to rescue them and bail them from the consequences and they don't learn anything when we do that. Um, if they behave irresponsibly, merely point out the consequences to them and others and again express that you, that you're tr express your trust that they will learn. As soon as possible, give them another opportunity to be appropriately responsible. Do not slip into the downward spiral of blame, shame and control. It doesn't work. What wise words in this book if... Um, you want to get yourself a copy i got it on amazon it really is it's it's quite wonderful but you know going back to that point about allowing our children to fail it takes courage from a parent to watch their child fail something to know they're going to fail it because we know they're going to fail it and to allow them to go through with it it's a hard place to be but they have to be given the opportunity to fail something to work out what they have to do to pass next time. And if we can't handle our fear for them not doing well, then they will never, ever be able to handle their fear for when they don't do well. And what are they going to do? How are they going to rescue themselves? If we're always there to rescue them, and we, we bypass what the consequences and what the nature, what, what life is going to teach them, they'll never learn. And, you know, if we're always doing things for them, we strip them of the capacity to do them for themselves. Rudolf Drakers, an a, a Adlerian parenting uh, expert, has a famous quote that says, never do for a child what a child can do for themselves. And such wise words, we're, it's so tempting to go in and just do it because it's quicker or it's easier or you know they'll just, it'll be done and we're over and, and um, they'll get a good mark if you write, write the essay for them. But it doesn't teach them anything. And one day they'll get to a point where they have to rely on themselves and they have to do it themselves because you're not there. And they can't do it because they haven't developed the skills they need in order to persevere, put the effort into something and get what they want as a result of it. So hopefully that has helped you. If you have any questions about bribes, rewards, punishment, consequences, I have lots of information on my website in my blogs. You can visit it at yourparentingpartner.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Your Parenting Partner and join my Facebook parent coaching group called the Conscious Parent Community. There's lots of like-minded parents there, so please join us there. And for those of you who like to watch while you listen, you can also find me on YouTube on the Parenting in the Thick of It channel. And once again, the reference that I read from today is called The Parents Dao Te Ching, A New Interpretation by William Martin, and you can get that on Amazon. Till next time, I look forward to speaking to you then and have a great week. Bye for now.